Hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to Habits of Influence, a project by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, the bad and the ugly aspects of building a movement and hopefully provide insight as well as motivation for your business journey. Through the combined expertise of 34 years in business, your hosts Magdalena Hanna and Ian Mannheimer are here to empower and indirectly mentor you whilst you become the person others wish to follow. Hello and welcome to Habits of Influence, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, bad, and the ugly side of being a business owner. Today with us, we have Mike Ross, who is a financial consultant and co-founder of Northwest Premier. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to tell our guests a little bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me. So I'm Mike Ross, one of the co-owners of Northwest Premier Creative Financial Solutions, and our mission is to be the go-to trusted financial advocates for realtors all across the country. Uh, and our goal is to be in all 50 states in the next three and a half years. Uh, and we're on track to doing so by being the best in the bookkeeping space, financial consulting space, and business planning space. And I've known you for a few years now. And um. By watching you, your business has totally grown. Because I remember you started off with a smaller office. It was just you and your partner. And then over the last couple of years, you've really expanded. You've gone nationwide. You've gotten a wide variety of clientele. Um, and can you tell a little bit more about the consulting that you do, a little bit more about what got you started in the business, why you do what you do? Yep, so exactly. So uh, my business partner and I, we were financial advisors in the past. Uh, we focused mainly on the commissions of retirement planning and life insurance, et cetera. Uh, and that was a lot of fun, but our firm at the time focused uh, strongly on business owners. Uh, the way they used to sell it was whatever we can save you guys in taxes, let's use that money that we found uh, for investing or for retirement accounts or for life insurance and strategies for you and your family on the personal side. So we got right off the gate, we got really familiar with um, looking inside business owners' books, uh, looking at creative tax strategies, how to save a money. Uh, so my business partner and I would go to continuing education classes for CPAs. We would go to um, just random like meetings with CPAs, talking to them, learning about things. Uh, and we'd shadow some of the best advisors in our firm all across the country on just everyday learning about how to understand business owners and what they're going through and the struggles. And time and time again, we found out that the business owner's main concern and their biggest bill was the tax bill at the end of the year. Uh, so we became well-versed in that area, which really led us to uh, eventually wanting to start our own company where we did more of the consulting aspect, not necessarily just getting paid on commissions. So when we've talked to our clients in the past, we said, hey, what was the most valuable thing that we brought to the table working with us? None of them said our products were cool. They all, they're all just like, we really just like working with you. We liked your network of help. You introduced us to CPAs, business attorneys, estate attorneys, insurance brokers, mortgage brokers, bookkeepers, like you introduced us to your team and you guys came in, did the job. And then that's what we valued the most, not necessarily the products. We kind of felt obligated. Most of them felt obligated to buy the products from us because we helped them so much for free. So my business partner and I decided after hearing that after three years in the game for myself and about six for him, we we're like, why don't we just start our own firm and we just do more consulting where people could pay us up front. We've spent three years, five years doing the financial advising and showing people we know what we're doing. Now let's just get paid for it. So that's what we decided to capitalize on it. And how long have you been in business? Uh, the Northwest Premier has been around since October 15th, 2019. 
Uh, I started doing financial consulting advising in 2017 after I graduated from the great university of, uh, or Washington State University. So yeah, it's been good. I almost mixed those two up now to get crucified for that. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're good. And one of the things I really liked that you touched on was about business owners, you know, the tax bill. I think a lot of people go into business and don't even recognize or think about that aspect of how do I protect myself? How do I make myself you know, in a good position? How do I set myself up for success? So I'm really glad that you brought that up um, because I think a lot of business owners, especially new business owners, don't think those things through. And you get to a point where it comes to the end of the year and you've shown profit or you've, you know, if you're a you're sole proprietor or, you know, single member LLC, whatever, and you get hit with all these extra taxes that you weren't planning on. Um, so as, as a newer business, what would you say would be maybe one of your biggest struggles starting out or maybe a hurdle that you had to overcome and how did you do that? Yeah. So I twofold on that question. One, most of the business owners we under, we meet are not in the business, be, did not become business owners to be a business owner. They went into business because they love the craft that they do. Right. So for an example, there's a bartender who's like, I am phenomenal at making drinks. People love me. I'm very charismatic. I can make these drinks left and right. So they open up a bar thinking it's the same thing but it's not, or a hair, somebody who owns a, who's really good at cutting hair. Like I'm a great barber. I'm going to open up my barber shop, but now you're dealing with a whole different aspect of business and life as opposed to just doing the day-to-day -day task. So there's this really big switch that I like to tell people you go from what's called self-employed to business owner. So if you own a cleaning business and you're the one cleaning the houses and you're not really a business owner, you're self-employed at that time, you become a business owner when you take a step back and now you're running the business and other people are going cleaning the, the houses and then you're the one to more control and actually operating it as the business owner. So there's a huge difference in self-employed and then business owner. And you make that transition at some point in your career, if you're really into it and you really stick to the hustle. Um, that being said, to answer the second part of your question, the biggest struggles of becoming a business owner at the beginning is how to navigate. Number one, uh, you're now navigating, not just yourself, but you're navigating with the IRS, you're navigating with the um, ex what's expensable, what you can write off, what you can't write off, uh, the big bill at the end of the year, you have sales tax, you have B&O tax, you have all sorts of excise tax, self-employment tax. Uh, you know, you got to worry about L&I. If you have employees, should they be W-2, should they be 1099s? What are the rules with them? Uh, what can I do? What can I get away with when it comes to hiring people? What can I not? Do I need HR? There's just so much more that comes to running a business than people expect. Uh, and for us, it really is just trial and error. And I think a lot of people forget that as we're growing, uh, Nathan, and I've never owned a business to this level where we have eight employees and 160 clients all across the country and navigating different state laws and, you know, how to hire, how to fire, who, what clients should we keep? Where's our niche at? So it's just, it is falling forward, failing forward. We failed many times. We've lost clients. We've lost employees. Um, you know, it's just, it's to your point, it's not as easy as people think. Our social media makes it look like it's easy. But that's far from the stretch of what it actually takes to get to where we're at. So I would say if you're a business, to, again, to wrap that question up, if you're just starting out a business, I would definitely look into hiring a consultant. Not even it doesn't have to be us because, you know, we, we can help with realtors. If you're a realtor, we can help you out. But if you're going into business for yourself, I mean, I would look into everything and not fuck up the paperwork. And I'm not sure if I can cuss on the podcast. I'm sure I can, but it might get bleeped out. Okay. So I would not mess around with the paperwork and the legalities of it. That's where we see a lot of people screw up. If you're a business owner and you're by yourself, it's a little different because you're in control of everything. Um, but if you're going into business with anybody else, if you do not get that legal paperwork done, 
that says like, you know, what you can and can't do, uh, who controls the finances, operating agreements, buy sell agreements, what happens if my business partner gets sick and can't work for a year? How do I buy my business partner out if he's done after two years? What's the valuation of our business? What's our formula of the business? What happens if my business partner passes away or goes to jail? You know, all this other shit that could happen. Uh, you really got to look at it and cover your own asses. And to me, it's worth the thousands of dollars up front to get it done right the first time. Then to go five years down the road, something happened and you have no idea where to start. The business is worth a lot more money than you first started. And it becomes a just giant mess. I'm really glad you touched on that because that was that was actually going into my next question about some advice. And I think you've really touched on some really key things, especially when it comes to tax. And I always joke around and say, you know, I'm surprised they haven't taxed us on breathing yet. You know, every breath you take, it's it's they they find ways all around it. And that's why it's so important to work with somebody like you and your organization is to have people who have your back and can say, hey, did you know you can do this and that will help you? Or, you know, maybe you need to look at your spending on here and cut cut it down or maybe you need to invest in these kind of things or whatever it is that kind of helps set people up for success. And as you mentioned, the social media, the Internet, it's it's full of gurus that are all like, oh, buy my course and in 30 days you'll be a millionaire. And you know, all you have to do is this, 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 and this. And you know, that's one of the beautiful things about this podcast. We kind of say, no, that's not the way it really works. Mm-hmm. Are there people who have turned overnight success? Sure, there, there probably are, but they're fewer and far between. So what we like to focus on is really, what is that nitty gritty? How do we get out there and just get in the trenches and say, we're starting from the bottom. We know nothing. We're starting here brand new. What do we need to know? What, yes. what, what do we need to avoid? What do we need to implement? What, how do we crum, come up with strategies? How do we come up with those plans? You, know, you talked about partnerships and, and growing and scaling and all these different things. And sometimes we grow faster than expected. Sometimes we don't grow as fast as we hope. And having strategies in place, having procedures, having things written down and very clear of that, if you want to call it an exit strategy or next steps or what ifs, or, you know, I always say the oh shit factor. Um, because you never know when life's going to throw you a curveball. Yeah. You know, as, as you know, I mean, last year I was diagnosed with cancer. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, how do we deal with this? Um, yeah. So if you were to give, aside from what you just mentioned with, with all the you know strategies and having these plans in place, what would you say would be an advice to a new business owner or some tips or tricks? Or what would you say would be just some good, solid things? If you, when you start your business, you wish you knew. Yeah. So. Luckily for me, I got a pretty good business partner. So Nathan actually, and I worked really well together, but I can tell you without him and we both agreed without each other, it would be, we wouldn't be where we're at. Uh, we lean on each other very heavily, but I would say it's twofold for uh, an entrepreneur. If you're starting number one, yes, I already touched on the legalities of it. If you have a business partner, legalities are, are way more crucial than if you're just by yourself. If you're by yourself, you know, get a, an LLC to protect yourself and separate the business and personal assets. Um, that's usually sufficient enough. But when you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, most people don't really care about the tax bill. Most people don't really care about the expenses. Most people don't really care about finding like a team right off the bat. They just need to focus on making money, right? Like they don't, they're not even in the headspace of where am I going to spend all this much, all this money I get and protect myself when they haven't even made a dime yet. So I would say the number one thing I would recommend to a new business owner who is just jumping out, I don't give a crap what field you're in. It is to find a niche and who you want to work with. Right. I my the biggest pet peeve I have, and when I hear it in networking meetings, it's it just it just God just chills down my spine. They say, I work with anyone and everyone who's breathing. 
I'm a realtor. And if you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or I'm an insurance broker. So if you drive a car, come talk to me. Like everyone just goes so general that that's where they get lost in the mix. Right. So all these people are saying, I work with everyone. I work with everyone. So now if you say, Hey, do you know an insurance broker? You have about, you know, maybe four or five different people, you know, because everyone works with everyone. If you're saying, Hey, I need an insurance broker who specializes working in small businesses. And that's your niche because you're like, I don't work with the average person. I work with small businesses, you know, five to 10 employees. If that's you, I'm your person. That's who you're going to be remembered at. And it's scary at the beginning because so many people are like, oh, I'm losing out on all this other business. But you're not really because now you're focused and so lasered in on who you're trying to go after that people will remember you and refer people to you when they hit that exact niche. So, so yeah, so I would say number one, figure out who you like to work with. And it's trial and error, right? Uh, but figure out over the years who you like to work with, who you want to go after, and then dominate that space. So for us, we work with realtors, like top realtors and top independent contractors all across the country. If you're a anything else other than a top realtor, independent contractor, we're probably not the best fit. I mean, we're freaking good at our jobs. So we'll take a shot at it, but we're not, we may not be the best fit for everyone. And we're okay. We'll admit that. But in the real estate market, we will dominate that and no one can even come close to us. And I'm very confident about that because of how we've operated. So as a new business, just from a conceptual standpoint, find a niche, narrow it down and run with it and become an expert in that field. And I'm really glad you said that because just because you are an expert in that and that's your niche doesn't mean you can't ever take another client. I'm just saying this is our focus. This is where we want to be. This is where we want to spend our resources. This is where we want to spend the majority of our time. Like you just said, you know, you you're primarily work with top end realtors. That doesn't mean you wouldn't look at another business. You know, if you're an insurance broker and you're focused on business or you're focused on commercial or whatever, and somebody, you know, as a private party comes in and says, hey, you know, you have my business insurance. Could you also insure my family? They're not going to say no. They might, but they, they're probably not going to say no. They might say, sure, let me take a look and see what we can do for you. So yeah, you're not fully, you fully. What's that? It's just about how you market it. That's the marketing aspect of it, right? The branding aspect is if you think of taxes and money, you think of our company. The marketing aspect of it is, listen, we are the best at these areas and that's who we go after. That's where we put our money out towards. Um, but to your point, yeah, if you if they, another company comes in, we'll take a crack at it. But we're very transparent saying this isn't who we go after, but we're going to take a look at it. We're very confident we can you know, save you some money. Let's take a look. And if we can't, we can't. We part ways. It's all respect. And if we're a good fit, we're a great fit. And I'll say, I mean, as long as I've known you, which I don't know, is going out probably, what, five years now or so? I don't know. It's been yep. a while. And um, you've always been that way. You've been respectful. You've been, you know, helpful. You you jump on calls with people. You, you, you'll you look at stuff. You're, you're absolutely amazing. That's one, that's one of the reasons I want to get you on here and kind of interview. And, you know, I know I give you crap every now and then, but that's just because I love yeah. you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if somebody fits your niche and, want, and wants to work with you, or you know, maybe just has some questions, how could they get in touch with you? Do you have a website? Do you have a phone number? Do you have email? What's the best way? Do you have Instagram, Facebook? How do, how do people find you? So we have all that stuff. If you want to get in contact with us, the quickest way is to go to our website, www.nw-premier.com. So again, www.nw-premier.com. Uh, and then we have an intake form on there. You can also see some reviews our clients have left us. You can see other areas in the in our uh, at our firm that we work with. Um, and it's just the easiest way to get in contact with us because you have to fill out that intake form. And then one of our, our office manager will reach out to people and schedule a meeting. The first phone call is free. It's just like a quick 30-minute call, get to know each other, see how we can be of value if we're a good fit or not. Uh, and then from there, we really get a game plan and going on next steps. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how, it, how it starts. That's awesome, man. Anything else you want to share with listeners or anything? Uh, 
No, I mean, we can keep it short and sweet. I, like I said, I, I would say the biggest takeaways are don't, I would say three things. Number one, if you have a business partner, get the legal work done, ASAP, buy, sell agreement, operating agreement, dual member LLC, whatever it is. If you're an individual just starting your business, focus on a niche, narrow that down, go after a certain target market, spend your marketing dollars on that. And you can definitely navigate it and change it as time goes on. You're failing forward. Um, and then number three, uh, get I would get a team together to some aspect. The two most important players to a, a team in the business world are a CPA, a good CPA, an actual strategist, not just a filer, but a CPA and a business attorney. Those are two people you want in your corner. Uh, the next two would be bookkeeping and insurance brokers. Those are the ones you want. So those are the four players. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, you just got to not give up. There's no plan B. I, my favorite saying right now is burn the ships. If you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to jump in the business world, burn the ships. There are no, there's no looking back. There's a plan A, there's no plan B, be all in or get the hell out of here. So it's, it's uh you got to have that gun to the head to some extent and really just push yourself through it to the next level. Uh, don't quit. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be a lot of hard times. It's going to be painful. It's not going to be fun. You're going to want to quit. You're going to be broke. You know, you're going to have shit happen. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. So like true. it's just, yeah, it's just all, it's all shit you got to go through. I always say it's called paying your dues. You have to pay your dues. And then eventually the sex will come. Success will come. It took us five years to get where we're at. I mean, my first year I made dog shit, but basically I built a connection and, and uh, credibility as well as um, proving I myself I wasn't taking any shortcuts and built my community, my uh, community presence before I took more jumps, but yeah, don't quit. That's awesome. And then, you know, that, that ship burning the ships thing, you know, I, I think I saw it on one of your stories recently, which I, I loved. And, you know, I, I've been, for some reason lately, I've really been stuck on Sylvester Stallone. And mm-hmm. there's that Rocky Balboa um, quote, the motivational speech where he says, it's not about how hard you get, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's yep. you know, not about how many times you get down, it's, you know, you get up and you just, you just keep moving forward. And um, what you say, failing forward um, doesn't necessarily mean we're failing, right? This means we're learning from our experiences. We're, we're taking stepping stones. We might make a mistake. We're stumbling, um, but we're, we're continuing to move. We're continuing that momentum. We only fail when we give up. Yep. So um, don't give up. Like, I love, I love that. Don't have a plan B. If you, if you want this bad enough, you'll make it happen. And it's up to you as, as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you are the one who has to make that decision and has to fight and do the grind and put the work, the blood split the tears. And at the end of the day, you have choices, either continue or give up. And if you burn the, if you burn the ships, you can't give up. You got, you got to make it work. Yes, so, exactly. So they thank you. This has been a, a episode of habits of influence. We'll get you the links for Mike. We'll get you them in the comments or wherever Magdalena posts them. And we'll make sure Mike, we make sure you get a copy of it as well. So you can share it with your network. Um, hopefully some people reach out and thank you so much for taking the time to be on, be on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to interview and thanks for always just being ready and willing to support, man. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Success, mm-hmm. nothing less. Awesome. Thank you.